Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast In Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the In Death series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. And there's no Tara this week. No Tara. Sad face. Yeah. So this is episode number 93 of Podcast In Death. We're coming up on 100. I am putting together the 100th episode. I'm sure you are. I cannot wait to hear it. Um, but since Tara's not here for this episode, we've been talking for a long time about wanting to do an episode about this movie that came on Netflix, the adaptation of Nora Roberts' uh, Brazen Virtue, that Netflix just called Brazen. Yeah. And we've been talking a long time. We wanted Tara to watch it, but Tara's got so much stuff to do. She's got so much going on. <laughs> So we were going to do this episode without her and <coughs> why don't we just do brazen and then jen and i will just watch it because both of us have read the book it's read the book yes yeah. it's been a while for me and it's I been think a it's, while yeah i mean it's been years right I don't, I don't even know how many years and, and i i realized i was telling aj yesterday i realized that i don't even own this book <laughs> i own sacred sins i don't own brazen brazen virtue for some i'm reason. sure i, I had it why. at one point but I, I don't know where it would be if I still have it or not. Yeah. Um, I downloaded it. Okay. Just so yeah, that I, I, probably, have... I probably should have done that, but. Well, that's fine. So as a movie, just as yes. a movie, what were your impressions? Mm-hmm. I thought, like I said, <laughs> we talked about it yesterday. I, I went into this with dead low expectations, <laughs> like dead low right because every other nora roberts book that has been adapted has sucked and i have not been happy with any of them um even like some of them were cast really well too and some of them cast very badly but right um but other ones were cast pretty well and i just have not been happy with any of them but this one i was like you know it doesn't suck it's all right. I, you know, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. I mean, I thought it was fine. It was, you know, I wasn't as upset with Alyssa Milano as the lead as I thought I'd be. And the only, and let me, let me add a caveat there. The only reason <laughs> I would at all be upset with that casting is her age. Okay. Because, you know, Nora's heroine ages are generally, you know, late twenties, early thirties. Right. And Alyssa Milano is in her 40s. She's a couple years older than me, I think. 50s. So, Isn't she is in her she? 50s already? I don't think so. I think she's like a, two years older than me, maybe. Okay. But I'm not sure. I could be wrong. Um, but because I enjoy her in other things. I I loved her on Charmed. Um, you know, I liked her on, I liked her on Who's the Boss when she was a scrappy little kid. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, I I have no problems with her personally. I, I don't have a problem with her politics or any of that. Um, you know, I think she's a little loud about it, but whatever. You do you, honey. And I think she's a decent actress. She's not, you know, Oscar worthy or anything, but she's OK. And I think she did a good job in this. So but yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't as upset with her as the lead as I thought I was going to be because, yeah, just because of the age thing. But. Um, and I thought Ed was well cast other, and I know that's probably going to be controversial because a lot of people were upset with the, with the way he was cast because right. he is not at all 
like the description of Ed in the books. Right. Because the Ed in the books is supposed to be kind of burly and, you know, redheaded. and Yeah. She calls him Paul Bunyan. She thinks of him as yeah. Paul Bunyan. Yep. And it's a very, um, he's a very, like, yeah, manly man. Manly which, man. But but also kind of a health nut, too. It was yes. Kind of a, which they kind of did touch on in the movie. Right. Um, but, and yeah, like I told you, the, the only one that really got me was the Ben casting. Like, that was just like, what is this? <laughs> like, this guy, no. Right. Like, and I get that he was going to be, like, the quirky sidekick, but... That's not who Ben was. I, yeah, ben I think was his yeah, partner. You're right, and, and, yeah, but I think they were going for the quirky site. I mean, because yeah. they could have cast. I mean, Ben was supposed to be, it, as we talked about, Ben was in another was the the main was the hero character, in, yeah, the hero in another book in the original in the first book. Which why they chose to do the second book in this set first? And I was that Carnal in Innocence? Was that the first No, Sacred book? Sins. Sacred Sins was the first mm-hmm. one. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they didn't yeah. think that Sacred Sins had enough to carry a movie. And maybe not. And also, I think this one, once they updated it with the, you know, it's kind of more relevant than Sacred Sins would have been, if I remember right. I don't remember exactly how Sacred Sins worked, but yeah. I mean, they were still DC cops, obviously, but I don't remember what the right. storyline was. I'm sure our listeners could probably tell us more than I can remember. Right. Because <laughs> they, they were never really favorites of mine. I, you know, I thought they were okay. Yeah. But yeah, they're not books that I went back and reread. No. So, um, so, um, so Ben was the hero from the first book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, Nora's hero is very yeah. hunky, like, you know, mm-hmm. manly yeah. men. And they could yeah. have gone if they if if that choice was just about diversity, they could have right. gone that way with a black actor or yeah. know, Hispanic actor or whatever. Yeah. And had a you know, still had a hunky manly man guy. Yeah. So I think the choice was more let's do the quirky sidekick yeah. type of let's make him yeah. a quirky sidekick. And that makes sense. I actually liked the guy. I mean, I <laughs> I did too. I thought I thought he was funny. I mean, I was I had no real issue with that. It was just more like that's not that. That's not him. Yeah, that yeah. was all it was. It was no. I liked him in the movie as that character. It's just not Ben. Right. So right. It's a whole different um, character. It's a whole different character. Exactly. A hundred percent. Really, is a whole different character because it he, is he because they never even mention his you know wife wife and the wife has a pretty big role in this in the book yeah. anyway she, yeah. she shows up and she's you know mm-hmm. um so yeah that's yeah i was like oh okay cool so we're dropping that whole storyline right. yeah um i i mean i thought it was okay i'm not i wasn't as happy as you with Alyssa milano i'm not a fan <laughs> of hers yeah in the first place and i don't I just don't I don't care for her acting and I think she's I I just she didn't fit I didn't think she fit even if you were going to go with an older character I didn't think she okay but fair enough um, like I said I think I I think I actually like benefited by not having read the book in so many years right yeah and maybe that's what I mean because I went ahead and decided to I at least skim through the book yeah prior to watching and then afterwards because yeah. i was like what this is so much different. <laughs> so 
So my whole thing is, um, here's what I don't understand. And maybe I don't understand how things are done in Hollywood. I definitely don't understand how things are done in Hollywood, right? Right. But you have somebody that, that reads this book and goes, this would make a great movie. Right? Yeah. And then they then they buy the rights, they hand it over to somebody who makes it a completely different movie. Right. And then you're like, but what? But you read the book as it was was what made you think this would be a great yeah. movie. Right. And then your writers take it and write it as I mean, it was completely different. I mean, other yeah. than okay, this is a story about a woman who was a writer whose sister has this secret life as a phone sex operator and she gets killed. Yeah. Other than that, it could, it could be, you know, it could have been a completely different thing. Yeah. And, and I sat there and went, why, why did they make these decisions? Like, right. I felt like one of the best parts of a Nora Roberts book or a JD Robb book Mm -hmm. are the, character interactions mm-hmm. oh yeah for sure her dialogue mm-hmm. which they used practically none of no except for the cheesy you know once isn't going to be enough well, yeah. and of, course, <laughs> of course the cheesy stuff they leave in um, right so for so for example the first thing that happened that i was like oh what 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 you know is First of all, in the in the book, uh, Grace, who's the older sister, who is the writer, who is mm-hmm. the main character, yeah. um, is on vacation. She just, she's going on vacation. She's going to visit her sister on vacation. Right. It's a planned thing. Yeah. Right. Um. So her sister goes, picks her up at the airport, and they have this conversation, and um. During the course of the first couple of days where they're visiting, the sister lets her in on it. Like, well, first of all, she knows the sister's a teacher. Right. And it's, it is, she's a teacher. Yeah. Um, and she knows the sister's getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sister left her son with the husband, with the ex-husband. Right. So during the course of the first days that they're together, the <laughs> sister is trying to explain to her all this stuff. That's why things are the way they are. Mm-hmm. And um, the sister, there was a scene where they're there and they're talking and the sister's like, you know, I, I don't know, want to tell you about, you know, what's going on. Um, and Grace, the Alyssa Milano character says, well, last thing I heard was you were on pills and you abandoned your son. Yeah. Okay. That did not happen in the book. No. She did not have that attitude in the book I didn't, at all. I didn't think so. I no. didn't think so. No. Because they discuss it. She asks her what's going on. Um, and also the sisters all like, well, you know, um, he's been embezzling, so I'm gonna I'm gonna threaten him with right. embezzlement, whatever. Um, in the book they they have the discussion about her divorce you know, why did you leave the son? And she, the sister's like, you know, I was afraid of what the, what my husband was going to do because he can be abusive. He didn't physically abuse me, but I've seen instances where he has exhibited very violent behavior and I was afraid. 
Yeah. Which I was like, why did, what's the difference? Why didn't they leave that in? Why did they make her like there? Well, she was, she was trying to get him on embezzlement. She was trying to like blackmail him. Basically I'm going to blackmail him. And then, and then grace is all like, that's blackmail. And you know, it's like the, (laughs) the grace in the book was like, we're going after this dude. Yeah. Right. We're going after this dude. He can't do that to you. We'll go after him, you know? Right. And it had nothing to do with him embezzlement or anything like that right so i you know why change that yeah you have a husband and he's exhibiting violent behavior and you're afraid of him and that makes sense to me that then you know he becomes a suspect once you become murdered it doesn't have to be like oh well he embezzled and i'm gonna tell everyone that he embezzled and now and now yeah you know yeah i yeah that's stupid yeah yeah. so I, because that plot never really even felt like it fit in the movie. It was just right. kind of there. And it was like, even the ex-husband storyline really didn't. It was right. just kind of there as one of those like, oh, this he could have done it. Da, 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 you know, like it was never really fleshed out very well. Right. The so. other I mean, the other difference was that I mean, there were a lot of differences, but the other yeah. difference was we knew who had done it from the very beginning. It was one of those nora books where she tells you from the very beginning who's who did it. oh yeah and so it's all about them what they're doing to find out you know because they don't know we know as readers they don't know so obviously right. somebody made the decision early on like that doesn't work for us we have to have a bunch of people and then and so that the the people watching the movie would go like who which one you know right um and i you know i i sat there and thought like well i mean how could you tell that story like you know who did it but like she normally does in a book and make that into a movie because a lot of it was in his head you know you're 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 seeing his thoughts in the book how do you translate that to a movie and maybe it doesn't translate well and that's why they thought they had to do it a different way and you know okay that's fine whatever yeah um no i get that so, um, yeah, so as far as the ex-husband was concerned in the book, um, I don't think, no, I had to, I had to have to go back and look, but I don't think the ex-husband knew what she was doing in the book. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he did. But the sister definitely did. She told the sister, I'm doing this. And and she yeah. was like, oh, I know. Weird, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you know? I mean. I just feel like it. In the book, Grace was so much more because she does this whole weird line about my books are about female empowerment, you know, like I, I'm right. sure they are. But it came off as weird that, yeah, you know, where in the book, she was just an empowered woman. I mean, you could tell she was right. very confident. She was like, you know, um, but quirky and yeah, a lot of Nora's uh, people are. But um yeah. And, and there was a whole, because again, Nora's books are so much about the interpersonal relationships of the characters mm-hmm. that we didn't get in this. That's what I felt was missing. Right. It was, there was, they were trying to do so much with the, with the murder mystery plot that the interpersonal relationships and the romance part, especially, but all of the interpersonal, between the, the, the two sisters, you've got practically nothing nothing except grace being really judgy 
Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, And uh, there was this great moment in the book where they had this discussion. You could tell they were at odds for most of their life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was. um, But Grace said something when she told her about the, you know, being a phone sex operator. And she said, Mm -hmm. like, I'm phone sex. But I do, but what I do is mostly clean. I don't do any S and M stuff. So they okay. added all of that later for the movie, you know. Okay. Um, but she's Grace says something about like, oh, that's interesting. Like you're gonna have to tell me, but like, how does that work? This and that. And she try, you know, because she's a writer, mm-hmm. and the yeah. sister kind of gets pissed off and says, "Is this gonna be in your book too? Because you know, you, like." I'm not telling you anything because anything I tell you ends up in a book and, you know, and they have this little, you know, and then Grace kind of like, oh, yeah, actually, you're kind of right. He has that realization about right. herself that that's right. know, how she is. Um, but all that interpersonal stuff was just gone. It just didn't happen. Yeah, it no, really, it so. really didn't. I think that's one thing that was lacking. Okay. Really yeah. a lot, you know. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, because there wasn't a lot of good interaction no. at all. It was all about the you know, none of the characters. Yeah, no. Yeah, there wasn't really much interaction between um, Sam and Ben, or Ed and mm-hmm. Ben. Ed and Ben, yeah. Um, just a little judginess from yeah. Ben to yeah. Ed. Yeah about moving too fast with this woman that he barely knows and i mean that w- that really is that judginess mean, or like good sense well, no, but, I mean, but he, <laughs> not only, yes it is but it, it was the way it was done no i know i I'm think just, it was the way it was done i don't know the exact line that happened but there was a line that that actor said um about oh ben you know this is kind of what you do or something like that you know and uh, it was kind of sad. It came off as judgy rather than yeah. concern. Right. And I could have understood concern. Yeah. Oh, but it yeah, came off sure. as judgy. Um, yeah. And um, where was I going with that? I have so many thoughts in my head about this book, <laughs> about this movie. Like, <laughs> I, I have the fasty brain go goes. Yeah. Um, you do. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, the other thing that I that that I hated was when when she found the body when Grace found her sister because they're on a date they come back and she tells them like I'm fine you don't have to walk me to my door right fine so they split off mm-hmm. she goes into the house herself finds her sister and then she's just like. Oh, oh, oh my god and then she like stumbles outside and starts screaming and you're like call 911 what is what's wrong with like i'm just gonna stumble outside my house and start screaming you know i mean yeah and it said it, it, it seemed dumb yeah in the book they get back from the date and she's like hey you want to come in i'll make you some tea and he's like great and he they came and they weren't talking. They he came in. She made him some tea. I wonder where Kathleen is. Let me go see. And she goes off, and that's when she finds the body. She starts screaming, uh, okay. and then he yeah. comes in and says, "Call nine one one." Yeah. Right. 
made way more sense to me. Yeah. Why did they change that? It makes zero sense to change that. I never know why they change anything yeah, in that's, movie adaptations. Yeah, and that's like, the whole thing. Sometimes it makes sense, sort of, but other times you're just like, why? Yeah, I, I, so it didn't... I mean, not to channel Tara, but like snapping the wand at the end of Deathly Hallows. <laughs> like, what Even though I think Tara was okay with that. Yeah, but well... I am not. Okay. <laughs> and neither is Sue, who listens to us, and she's going to be yelling about that. Right. So, yeah, so that was another thing that I was like, that seems weird. And then she's like, I went in on this investigation. And she says this really cheesy line that's not in the book about I have an instinct for motive or some stupid bullshit thing. And they go to her, they go to the chief who's, you know, they cast as a woman, which I'm you know. Yeah, but yeah, I, I actually liked her. But, I liked her a lot. Yeah, but I felt like she was like, "Oh yeah, you're the lady that writes the." Well, sure, you can be. Sure, yeah. yeah. But like, it took no convincing whatsoever. Like, well, you know, my credentials are I write crime novels, and the New York Police Department called me in on a case that they couldn't solve, and when I <laughs> consulted with them, they solved the case, and I was like really really come on Did that, you? Wasn't, that wasn't in the book either so you're like putting in shit that is stupid yeah like come on norris none of norris characters would ever no new york police called me in on me a writer in on this case and yeah i helped them like no like, no I don't, that wouldn't happen you know and nora would never write that and in the book nora the- would never Right, Nora would never exactly, and that should be this is this is the <laughs> this ah, is the title of this. There's our title. Nora, Nora would never, would never. Um, <laughs> because the in the book, the police chief was like, "No, you can't," you know, and Ed, yeah. no, Ed was, "You cannot be involved in this as a family member. You can't." Right you know? until the end, when she comes to him and says, "Hey, I think I can help out by." Mm-hmm being you know getting hired with this company doing that and and even then the police chief was like that's a great idea we'll hire one of our police we'll get one of our police women to pose as she had to convince them but in the movie it was like this police chief was like hell yeah come on in you know you want to leave this meeting (laughs) leave the meeting and tell us what you're gonna do like you know, like, I like the actress though. I liked her a lot. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, the actress I, was great. Yeah, she was so great. I was Loved like, her. okay, I like, I like her. Yeah. Why isn't she in more stuff? <laughs> no. well, yeah, loved her. She's great. But uh, you know, I mean, okay, yeah. She, no, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm just these are my notes that I've taken. So this I'm kind of going through it like one day. Ah. I'm like you know, um, all the scenes like at the school were added yeah yeah um obviously they had to figure out a way to get the kid in there right right and they added all these scenes from this school the janitor was not part of the book i wondered i could not remember him at all no and i was like i don't know if that was a thing no all right and his like cousin who runs the server not in the book the the in the which book. I makes I mean I get that though because like with like a phone sex operator wouldn't have like a webcam 
whatever he was. I mean, it was more well, direct but, lines, right? Yeah, but so the way that she did it, there in was the no book video. Was, Right, but the way that she did it in the book was that um, the kid had figured out a way to tap into phone lines. He could tap, he was tapping oh, into phone lines. Oh, right, 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 right. So, um, and, you know, I mean, you could have done it where, I mean, obviously it's like webcams or whatever, and you're going to be on a server for the company, and, and, and yeah, a kid could figure out how to tap into that. Oh, yeah. So if you wanted to update it, you could do it that way. I don't, I don't know why, but again, I think they wanted like, we need to add all of these characters in as, you know, which one did it. Right. Whereas, like I said, this book was more the police procedural where we knew who did it and it's just them trying to figure out who did it and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, uh the mother so the the kid's mother who was a senator and who was like really bossy and yeah i have mommy issues and that's why i done it you know right that's that's not what happened in the book i mean the kid the kid had his father was the senator and his mom was kind of right. more a regular housewife that was kind of like more indulgent to him yeah and it was just one of those things like we're a rich family and I can do whatever I want and you know which I don't know which one's better yeah Uh, you know as well and Nora Nora does that she uses that trope a lot right spoiled kid who thinks he can do whatever he wants because he's right right she uses that even in the in-depth she uses that oh yeah she used that a lot so so I mean that's not anything new right so yeah, I mean, six of one, half dozen of the other there. I don't know which one's better, but, you know, again, maybe they felt like the other was better for what they were trying to do visually with a movie. Right. And that makes sense. I mean, yeah, yeah either one, I think, works for that. Right. I mean, totally. Right. So I don't think either. I don't think that's an issue. Right. So it just it, it was just weird that it was just so different from the so book. so many things and i changed. just yeah. never understand why they do that why they read a book and go this would make a great movie and then change everything yeah no that doesn't make <laughs> sense you're right 100 zero sense and now it's not the same thing that you're at it's not the same thing yeah and then you go yeah. like why didn't that go over as well as i thought it would yeah no i loved I it when i read it why right <laughs> yeah no, and like I said, I mean, I, I think I did really benefit from not having read the book in so many years that it was just like, it was just, it was kind of fun. It, I mean, it kept me entertained the whole time. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I, I was just like, oh, this is kind of fun. It's good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm not mad about it. But yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, there's a lot of issues. And I mean, the acting obviously wasn't great because it's not like they got emmy-winning actors to play in this thing yeah, but you I know mean, what you don't need emmy-winning actors no you don't if you have a good script and a good you know yeah and i think that like i said that they changed most of the dialogue and why i mean nora yes. writes great dialogue Leave i know dialogue in. i know uh, i don't understand yeah why. i'll never understand that so i can only equate it to what i know about the music industry which is that um if you are, for example, say if you're, say you're Van Halen, 
Yes. And um, David Lee Roth writes a song. Or okay. Eddie Van Halen writes a song, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, Eddie Van Halen wrote the song. He gets the majority, if not all of the residuals as the song. Right. Right. Even if you're, what was their, um, Anthony Michael, was that their bass player? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Even if you're Anthony Michael and you're their bass player and you played on that song, it's like, sorry, you didn't write the song, yeah. did you? So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's it it's based on whether or not you write a song right which is why a lot of people try writing their own songs because otherwise yeah you know they don't get any money for you know yeah um so it could be the same in this industry like unless you write a certain portion of it like the residuals are not yours because as a Uh, writer you're not writing or i don't could be I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. But I, I just don't understand why you, you have yeah. a book that has some great dialogue in it that you yeah. show that you choose to just not use that dialogue. Yeah. And it, you know, and it, you know, like with movies, like actual movies, like, like we'll go back to the Harry Potter books. Like a lot of that stuff was cut for time, you know? Yeah. So, but this it was only an hour and a half long like they could have put some stuff in from the book and had it be under two hours no problem right it's a netflix movie people are fine with an hour and 45 minutes right or whatever you know so yeah i mean it it seemed pretty short to me actually like the whole ending was rushed like yeah it was like oh okay so we're, we're doing this now all right cool you know, it was like just right there and done. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Don't we get to see you plan all this and, you know, do the whole thing and whatever. But no, it's just all right. She's going to put the outfit on and. Yeah. He's going to come for her. Cool. <laughs> and at least in the book, they um, well, in the book, they said, well, we're going to do two separate things. They're gonna, we're going to do two separate ops at the same time. You're going to be on the phone, but we're also going to be here and we're going to be tracing the call. Right. To see if they could figure out where the call is coming from. Um, and then I can't remember what happens. She is kind of left alone, but not really, because Ed has another cop there and says, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to station this guy outside, take care of her and then leaves and then the kid comes in you know he does knock out the cop you know and comes that's 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 typical of nora you know right yeah but it's not like everybody leaves and she's just there alone right waiting for the guy that made no sense at all yeah no i mean they i know they were like oh we know who it is we're gonna go get him but you still don't leave her there like no what what are you doing we're pretty sure he's still at home so you just stay here and we'll go get it with no with no police like, no, that, you'll be dumb. fine that's dumb. <laughs> so dumb like what yeah well you know she had to get her big fight scene at the end i mean and really but it wasn't i mean i know i'm just saying it was you know. a lot of her like screaming and running away and yeah again you know i mean <sighs> <laughs> you're just not having it i'm just well, I mean, I just feel like it did a disservice to Nora's no. book. Like, you know? Yeah. 
So, because I felt like Grace could probably handle herself, which she did, but um, she, she, you know, found a gun and shot the guy. Or did Ed come in and shoot the guy? I can't remember now. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. But I, I just felt like, like you said, it was rushed. Yeah. And then one scene of them, like, in on the couch, like, being very yeah. happy together. And then it's like, done. So, um, the other thing we were going to do is some mean tweets. Mean tweets. Yes. Yeah, I didn't find a lot. So, if you've got them. And we also have, we have some comments on Facebook, too. So, maybe we should do comments on Facebook first. Okay. We can do that. Let's see. All right. Here we go. So, <laughs> Renee said, I'm going to have to listen to this one. This should be awesome. I did not watch it, but heard it was the was not the best. <laughs> Quincy said, random question. Why were her pants rolled up? Is this because Alyssa Milano is short <laughs> or some fashion quirk from the book? <laughs> I think they were trying to make Aly- Alyssa Milano look edgy. Probably. Tara says, I tried really hard to watch the movie. I was done within the first 15 minutes. I know movie adaptations aren't going to be exactly like the books, but I just couldn't. First of all, Ed looked completely different than the description in the book. Brazen Virtue, he's described as a Paul Bunyan-looking guy with red hair and a full beard. In the movie, he was okay-looking, but not a redhead. I thought he was cute, but... um, And his partner, Ben? No, no, no. Green, wiry, and handsome with green eyes. Not supposed to look like a wild-eyed man, man, madman whose hair looks like he stuck his finger in a light socket. Yes, it's superficial, but I can't help it. If the images on screen don't match my internal image even a little, I can't move on. Plus, not really a fan of Alyssa Milano, and I wasn't really impressed with the screenwriting. Sue says, Ben was probably one of the first things that really bothered me. Okay, second... My first thing was how they picked this story from the late 80s as an idea for a movie in 2021 slash 2022. It's not exactly a story that ages well. Right. Then you took the characters that the fans knew and threw them all out and start over. All that being said, there was wine that night, so I'm not sure if I actually finished it. (laughs) (laughs) Nisi says it was okay. It was like watching a typical Lifetime movie, except on Netflix. Right. But it's been a long time since I've see, I've read the book, and I just remember the storyline, not the details. Yeah, see? So there you go. Right. That's exactly how I felt. Rosalia said, it was okay. The last scene was a little eh for me, which, again, exactly what I said. <laughs> and Donna says, I'll have to watch it. I haven't read many of her standalone books, as I prefer her trilogies and ID series. Well, on um, Instagram... Kiri, our aerialist slash oh, roller yeah. derby girl. <laughs> and we are very impressed by that still, Kiri, just FYI. Um, she says, it was an okay way to kill a Sunday afternoon, but I won't go out of my way to watch it again. There were some weird scene edits that made me literally go, how did we get here? Because they didn't make sense. And I agree. Yeah. I mean, you know. And um, Melinda... Yes, movies are never as good as the book, and the acting was subpar, but good nonetheless. So, I'm glad she enjoyed it. Yeah. You know. I mean, hey, somebody had to. Yeah. Um, so, we're, we talked about doing some mean tweets. I was telling Jen that there was a group of people who started watching this, and who were like, 
tweeting each other. And it was just fantastic. Did you find it? Yeah, I'm just trying to go okay. to the um I'm just trying to go to the beginning. Okay. Well, we have one here, which isn't mean. Kind of funny though. <laughs> What's the new Netflix movie Brazen? Not bad, but not great either. However, I recommend it because you get to see Alyssa Milano in a dominatrix outfit. <laughs> sure. If that's what you want, that's not what I wanted, but okay. <laughs> I don't know how I got caught up watching this movie Brazen on Netflix. It has Alyssa Milano in it, a crime movie, but just poorly written. I know the killer in the first scene. I'm not that damn good. (laughs) If I can save just one person from the mistake I just made, it'll be worth it. Brazen on Netflix is trash. (laughs) So this whole thing, it's like, you know, they're, they started like, here we go, you know. And somebody says, my favorite thing about this selection is that not one of us expects it to be good. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing we see is the sister and she's like in her dominatrix outfit, you know. Oh, God, yeah. And one of them says, the mask is very Phantom of the Opera. I thought that too. <laughs> One of them says, so sis is a dominatrix leading a double life. How original. And somebody else said, sure is brazen. <laughs> oh, my God. And somebody said, I love when they say characters first and last names. Like we do in regular life. <laughs> and somebody else says, I mean, her hair isn't good. It was not. <laughs> the sister relationship is a little rough. Whew. And somebody said, are you sure this isn't a Lifetime movie? No, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. And somebody said, it's got more humor than a Lifetime movie, though. I'm not sure if the humor is intentional. Well. Oh, boy. And then, you know, when I'm assuming this is when Alyssa Milano is like, you haven't even read my books. They're very female empowerment, blah, blah. And somebody says, feminist word salad. Everybody drink. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) How do you style Alyssa Milano so badly? How? (laughs) Excellent question. What you will about her acting, she's freaking gorgeous. And somebody says, oh, I get it. She's wearing writer clothes. (laughs) Fair. It's like, you know. Somebody says, I hate to say it, but we can knock off the sister already. And then in in, uh, parentheses, I do not condone violence against women. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know it's going to happen. Get it over with. (laughs) Right. right. Exactly. They got Alyssa looking rough. Phew. Mm -hmm. And that's what I thought, too. She looked rough. True fact, the more mascara on your face, the sadder you are. (laughs) I mean, fair enough. (laughs) And then somebody else says, somebody explain the brother's hair to me. (laughs) Project Runway contestants would have done a better job with $50 budgets. (laughs) Somebody says, I think it's the weird student. Also, if I'm right at... Um, eight minutes and 20 se- 26 seconds in, I'll be so mad. <laughs> I mean, well, 
Well, guess what? Guess what? <laughs> and then somebody says, but what if it's the detective? Dun, dun, dun. Of course not. Duh. At any point, if we meet a parent of the suspicious student, then I'll change my guess to the parent did it. <laughs> <laughs> Submitted for the worst line of the movie. She was hard on me, but she was right. I think one of the students said that. Yeah. And not yeah. not the worst line in the movie. No. No. I think I think the line about like, you know, I have a instinct for murder or something is the worst line. It's like everybody in this movie forgot how to act. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody else says, you know, the writers forgot how to write, so it all works out. <laughs> like oof whom did, Nora. whom did Alyssa owe money to or get blackmailed by to do this movie but do you really feel like Alyssa Milano has that many choices I mean maybe but no I don't think so I thought you'd want to know about this other guy who's totally a real suspect and not possibly deflecting attention from me because I'm nice <laughs> 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 This is so terrible in the best way. She's not so grief-stricken. She's unable to put on two hours worth of makeup or buy some home gifts. <laughs> Which is true. Facts. <laughs> she has no friends for real. Also facts. Second contender for worst line of the movie. Here is tea. Pain silence. I'm going to go. Stay. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> i was just about to say wrap this up or kill somebody else again i do not condone violence against women <laughs> Alyssa and this detective has zero chemistry okay i okay i have low blood sugar was a joke right like it was intended to be a humorous beat right right uh, yeah i yeah that was so dumb I was like, what? What? That is one of Nora's actual. Is it really? Yeah, but <laughs> somebody else. Explanation for a fetish. I have low blood sugar. Um, yeah, but it's, you know how some of Nora's characters are. They're those kind of people that say stupid shit like that. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it just doesn't come across. No. You know, it, it, like it would normally. Yes, for sure. Who wouldn't want to immediately move into the house where their sister was murdered two days ago? And absolutely her funeral is the place to talk about it. I mean. No, <laughs> here's one. In Brazen, Netflix said, sex, nudity. They only gave us nudity. Shaking my head. <laughs> the new thriller Brazen is trending now on Netflix. Could this be the unintentionally hilarious thriller we need right now? Yes. I'd like to put up, I have an instinct for motive for consideration. <laughs> <laughs> that is the actual like worst line in the, in the movie. And Nora did not yeah. write that one. Thank goodness. Yeah. Wow. That's harsh. What? <laughs> what? Watch Brazen on Netflix because it was top four in the UK today. It's absolute dog shit. 
I mean like the really runny dog shit that you can't pick up and when you try when you try your finger goes through the bag and you get dog shit on your finger. That level of dog shit. <laughs> I love that she has a sitting sincerely posture that immediately makes witnesses talk. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone dies and one girl gets a boyfriend. <laughs> My kid said this after watching a movie with me years ago, and it has always stuck with me. Frickin' trope, I'll always watch, damn it. <laughs> I think this movie was made by all the people who have waited their whole lives to see Alyssa Milano in this outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching Brazen on Netflix. How they have a rain scene with no rain. Playing rain sounds. This girl got an umbrella and homeboy standing here without an umbrella and not a single drop on him. <laughs> Somebody else says, come on, dialogue. <laughs> About to check out the thriller Brazen on Netflix and read a review that simply said, there's just way too much silly, too many silly things going on. And now I simply must watch. <laughs> so this movie really hates women who are in positions of authority, except that one police captain who does everything the main character says. <laughs> yeah, that's that was my that was my problem with it. He's in the basement where you find all the best guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching a Netflix movie called Brazen, and Alyssa Milano is a best-selling mystery writer who talks her way into being a police consultant on a murder, and she just yelled, I have an instinct for murder. It's how I sur- it's how I solve all those books. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, I can't tell you how much I hated that line. Oh, yeah. It's pretty bad. It's a bad line. <laughs> Brazen on Netflix is the perfect movie if you like whodunits without any mystery, good acting, or decent battle. That's <laughs> 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 what we just said. What? I don't know what I expected from cops, but why when you are using someone as live bait for a killer, would you remove the protection and the surveillance of them before you have your suspect in custody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just said that. Yeah. It's stupid, you know. <laughs> so, an amateur detective finds herself trapped in an amateur thriller. <laughs> now, somebody did say of, of the um, of Ben, this version of Ben. Also, what's this character about? Like, I want to know what his story is, as I know he's a detective, but he feels so out of place in Brazen. Either that or... Or to cook to be on the police force. To cook. <laughs> so I watched Brazen today and it was like, and it was something all right. Lifetime movie masquerading as a new Netflix event. Not even Alyssa Milano in latex could elevate this film. Just bland and lifeless. Even Deadly Illusion had a bonkers third act. <laughs> this guy's like, just watch Brazen on Netflix. And I felt like I was watching an up-to-date murder version of murder she wrote you wouldn't see jessica fletcher doing that reason on netflix is not good but in an exquisite way it's like if jeff made shauna describe the plot of her book club book and she had to come up with something on the fly it's like if someone said make me a 50 shades slash law and order that pairs well with barefoot wine 
<laughs> That's the best description. Murder mystery movies are supposed to be tense, keeping you on the edge of your seat, trying to figure out who the killer is before the detectives. Thanks to horrible dialogue, bad acting, a weird romance, and a lack of any tension, Brazen is none of those things. And I, you know, I, I can't believe these people. For our regularly scheduled Friday night, Friday date night, we watched Brazen on Netflix last night. We both thought Alyssa Milano was wonderful, hoping for a sequel or two. Like, ugh. No, no. I mean, uh, no. I still understand. Me either. Yeah, watched Brazen last night, and whoa, it is good. Alyssa Milano <laughs> is amazing, and there were quite a few Hallmark <laughs> actors in it. If you like psychological thrillers, this is a must. Like, how much did they pay you, Brittany? <laughs> Jesus, Brittany. <laughs> What the hell? Oh, man. Alyssa Milano impersonating her dead sister on her dead sister's webcam account is messed up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody's sick. So all the police officers left this girl by herself, even though the plan was to use her to draw the killer out. I watched Brazen on Netflix so you wouldn't have to. You're welcome. <laughs> 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 if I anything ever happened to you, I would lose my mind. Boy, didn't y'all only go out on one date? <laughs> I've been trying to finish Brazen for over a week now. Heard good things in this movie, but now I know they lying. <laughs> my God. <sighs> if you like over-the-top soap opera acting combined with the predictability of a Hallmark movie, then Brazen on Netflix is the movie for you. The rest of you, watch literally anything else. Oh my goodness, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the number of people that want this to be a series thought that it was it's it was amazing. Just, it's mind-boggling. It I'm is so mind-boggling. Lazy acting, lazy plot, movie, bleh, just skip. This is not a good movie. Her end plan was stupid. Also, uh, so it's Mommy Issues, original. Also, this writing makes me want to collapse. <laughs> I mean, I I completely, it, again, yeah. why, why they changed Nora's writing is just, you know. Yep, beyond me. So why the hell are they letting Grace talk to this woman? Is she suddenly lead on this investigation? Yes, she, uh, for some inexplicable <laughs> reason, they've made her lead on this investigation and we don't understand why exactly i'm confused is she a profiler psychologist slash psychiatrist that now writes books what are her qualifications <laughs> none and ah uh, yes a police chief would definitely just give a writer free access to serial killer case involving her sister Sure. Why not? <laughs> so the writer woman is annoying. Grace, stop it. <laughs> I mean, yep. Maybe they were told to make it as unbelievable as possible. And then in quotes, we never want anyone to forget they're watching a movie on their television from their couch. 
Netflix Netflix execs probably. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's just I guess you know. I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, if if, eh. if you want to do that to yourself, <laughs> you know, you could always watch it for giggles. I mean, uh, yeah, well, you know, you found it entertaining. Yeah, I found it. Yeah, I yeah, I I thought it was entertaining. I was, Many people you know, found it entertaining. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, like Nisi said, you know, it's been so long since I read that book that it just it's like ah, it's and that's right. the key. I think the key is to not have read the book for a while or not yeah. to have read the book at all and just go in with no expectations. Right. Yep. I think so too. Yeah, because I I made the mistake of kind of knowing like not having actually yeah. read the book, but kind of skimmed through it. Cause I'd already read it, you know, just to refresh right. myself, but having done that and then getting to the movie and going, well, that's not, that's not right. That's not right. You know? Right. So that's probably yep. what ruined it for me. But probably. again, like I said, I, I'm not a fan of Alyssa Milano. Right. Right. You know, so I just felt like she looked really yeah. rough in this. Like she didn't look kind of rough. But she, yeah. She's what do you do? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't like the way she treated the sister. And again, I, I just didn't like, I don't like the fact that they take out so much of Nora's great writing. When it comes no, I agree to, with that. When it comes to the, the relationships between the characters. Right. No, I completely agree with that. And dialogue. Nora's the queen yeah. of dialogue. We've said it so many times. We've said it a million times. And they're like, yeah. let's but not. They do that with all of her movies. It's like, mm-hmm. why? Why do you do that? It makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> so, anyway, um, is that pretty much it for this? Yeah. That's all I've got to say about <laughs> it. So, y'all make your own decision about whether or not you're going to watch this if you haven't already. And I guess we're on to podcast business. Podcast business. So we have a new patron. And her name is Ann Pierce. So thank you for becoming a patron, Ann. We really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. As a patron, she can now listen to all of our patron-only episodes of our briefing room yes and here us this so time fast. talking about you know uh, hollywood pimps and stuff like that yeah it was very <laughs> old hollywood pimps. we're just lost without terry y'all oh we really are yeah so we really are it's I sad mean, we can be entertaining alone but it's we can we can and I we mean, are yeah of course we just miss Kara. yeah um so one thing i i uh forgot last week is that we've gotten a we got a email and also a couple of calls from a new listener deb marie i think we got an email first and the email said <laughs> sorry I've recently discovered your podcast on Audible. Oh my God, you ladies are awesome. I spend my listening time giggling and answering things one of you has to say. 
with all that in context, I've got a couple of thoughts for you. Ceremony, instant healing potions. They are out there. Because remember we were saying like, there's no mm-hmm. way that they give a, yeah. you put something on Eve's hand for her scratch and then instantly heals. Yeah. I don't think so. Um, she says, I took a roasting pan out of the oven at 350 degrees, got sidetracked in an conversation with my nephew and took the lid off the roaster without a hot pad instant burns i used a roll-on of 50 50 lavender and frankincense essential oils and an hour later had no redness no blisters thank the goddess i've invested time and energy in studying about essential oils now i there's a lot there's a lot out there on essential oils and uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of home remedies that that can there work are stuff. absolutely there's a lot of homeopathic things that do work um i have a hard time buying that <laughs> and i think actually my my thing was more like the suture wand type thing that right. like how does that even well, work well like, we did so what she's specifically talking about like we said in ceremony mm-hmm. you've got scratched and they put something on it and then the very next scene it was gone and she was like and she was like it's gone yep that's right and we were like "Mm, that i mean a burn i can understand like yeah you know something on it and then it it gets better yeah yeah but i feel like in deb marie don't think i'm you know i if you find that that roll-on works for you for a burn that's great and right yeah those of you out there want to try that I would recommend it. Go for it. Um, but I, you know, the other day burned myself and just uh, cold water on it. Cold just water. Ran, yeah. it, ran it under cold water and, you know, it never got red. It never bubbled yep. up or anything. So. Yep. Because that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. You know, you, your flesh is cooking. So if you cool it down, it stops. And maybe the, the roll-on was cold. And that could be too. I don't know. No, I'm not doubting that. But like I said, yeah, the scratch. I will say, though, I feel like apple cider vinegar is the cure-all for It's a miracle cure. It's a miracle cure. It is. I agree. And not just for, like, I had a situation, I think I told you, I had on this hand, on my knuckles, for some reason, a ton of warts popped up. Yeah, I remember that. And um, I put apple cider vinegar, and they just went away. So, yep. Sometimes it can work. So I, you know, no, yeah, I've got nothing against homeopathic re- remedies at all. Yeah, I just, yeah, that that whole thing. I was just like, but you know me as far as Nora and any sort of healing and medicine. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, Nora. I just want to like stick her in a room and read a just a friggin' anatomy book to her. <laughs> Like, come here, Nora. Let's read Netter together. That's funny. Um, so Deb Marie, like I said, also called us a couple of times, actually. Yeah. 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 Um, so I sent that to you. Yes, um, it was great. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to just go ahead and play it on the show. Hey, Jay and Tara and Jen. Um, this is Deb Marie, and I've been listening to your podcast um, not quite nonstop, but every time I get in the car, um, but I was at the doctor's today 
waiting for some blood work and listening to you guys. And the gal across from me waiting for her blood work was reading Reunion and Death. Didn't get a chance to talk to her, but I got a giggle out of it. So thought I would share that with you and call the number because I think you're on almost, I'm almost up to episode 40 and you're still fussing about people calling the number. So anyway, I am absolutely enjoying you guys and everything you have to say and the episode about Eve, Eveisms and um, the audiobooks with Caitlin were amazing. So thank you. Keep up the good work. And I will probably message you again soon. Mm, bye. So we appreciate that. And uh, we really would have loved to have had you like, hey, you know, you yeah. could listen to I'm listening to podcasts and death. You could listen to that too. Like, yeah. So next time you see her, be sure you say, Hey, if that ever comes up again. Yeah. Next time. Be sure you uh, check this podcast out. Right. Um, let's see. There was another one though, too. Let's see. Voicemails. Let me go back to voicemails. Okay. So we got a, a voicemail from Sue, which I didn't tell you guys about. No, you did not. So sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, anyway, I'm going to go. I'm okay. Hey, lady. So I came up with a um, in-depth podcast uh, subject. How about favorite takedowns and endings? Have you guys done something like that? I don't think so. Favorite takedowns and endings. And... I, maybe how about even with that, the best fight scenes. That would be a good that one. That would be awesome. Talk soon. I won't play your number for everybody, but. Yeah, I was going to say, let's not play your number. Out there. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we won't play. We're going to give all the listeners Sue's number. Right. Oh, so, and, um, so yes, um, uh, Deb Marie did send a second. Okay. Hi, I'm listening to um, episode 21, I think. Maybe the one after that. Um, and you guys are talking about Rourke's first name. I actually posted a question to Nora somewhere a few years ago and actually got a personal response. Rourke does not have a first name. Um, Nora has, is quite adamant that he is just Rourke. So... Anyway, there's that. You guys are amazing. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yes, we know that. Yeah, yeah, she has said that many times. Um, and, yep. But we still do kind of, especially after portrait, you know, kind yeah, of we speculate wonder. about that. Yep. So, because, yes. But we do know what Nora has said. We right. are very, very well aware of what she said. Yeah. So we just work is yeah, work. Right. We get Rourke it. Work. You know. <laughs> you know, it's we fine. We get it. Um so the other thing is we got a uh email from Dana. And I think of I did. I think I shared that with you guys. Did I share you that did. with you guys? Yep. yep. Um first of all, so Dana said that she would love to be a uh she would love to be a guest. Yes, she'd love to be a guest, and we're going to disguise her voice because, you know, she's <laughs> a spy, and she can't be recognized. Yeah. Um, 
emails two weeks in a row. So she, uh, she sent us another email earlier. Uh, I guess this email is just her saying what we should put on the hundredth episode. Oh, geez. Of course she has some suggestions. Well, yeah. Off the rails. Literature. Literature. Uh, she's not wrong. Tara, mm-hmm. sa- Tara says, I hate people. Stop being pretensions, pretentious assholes. Doing it. AJ talks about Susan Erickson. <laughs> Heart flutters. Uh, interrupted by a dog. Jen addresses medical wrongs. <laughs> <laughs> Tara reading a review with an accent. Call us insert celebrity here. Uh, Jen brings up ER and or Luca. <laughs> yeah, well. Someone has Wi-Fi one. issues, usually Tara. Head cannons. Taco versus sandwich versus hot dog. Jen's favorite Baxter. AJ's favorite Brian Kelly. Tara's favorite Feeney. Tara brings in Harry Potter. <laughs> so recent inclusions. I mean, 80-20 like a good burger. Uh, that was a good one. You're in your 30s now. <laughs> That's Get it together! In there. Uh, granny sex. And moral dumpster fire. Absolutely. So yeah, I've already started on that, getting those things together. And, uh, you know, hopefully I can, <laughs> I'm in my fifties now, so hopefully I can get it together. Um, since this is podcast number 93, I have like seven weeks to, to get it together. It'll be good. It'll, it'll, it'll be, be fine. fine. It'll be fine. The, the hard part is going to be like, there's a lot of discussions that I want to put in there. Like, um, like uh no no crying and tycooning that whole oh yeah i would would love to put in that whole review that she was reading because we were reacting to it from the very beginning right but it's like 10 minutes long yeah so um and other ones you know there's that discussion about you know they do the thing well yeah you know and that kind of thing so the the truck nuts discussion should go in there (laughs) my god i feel like i almost want to like do this episode and then contact susan erickson and go like um before you come on the show is there any way you can listen to just this episode so that at least you'll know if somebody says something like you'll know where that came from (laughs) because you know we're going to be saying like you know doing it or do do the thing doing it doing it so um literature 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 that kind of thing so and it is funny even though i haven't put them together yet you know to see them all on my computer and like all all the literatures are together and i can play them one after the other it's so funny oh to see here like like six times in a row i sang literature <laughs> love it <laughs> are you saying fuck off <laughs> i mean I do say that a lot. Yeah. If, if, I've been yeah. mostly listening to we review the reviews because that's where most of those come from. It is. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, I, I think this is a good episode. I think we, I think we did well on this one. 
Yeah, no, it's yeah. good. So, um, perfect. I'm pretty happy with this episode. So, next week is going to be our review of Origins. We hope, mm-hmm. based on Tara's schedule, we're going to have to figure out how to do that. Yes. based on Tara's yep. schedule. Um, yep. So it should be I'm pretty clear next week. So we should be able to. <laughs> yeah, I know. Whenever she can do it, you are, can... and I am. But yeah, Tara's the. Yeah. you know, she's the wild card. She's the wild card. Yep. Um, until then, you know how to get a hold of us on any of our social medias. Just search for podcast in death. Send us an email at show at podcastanddeath.com. Call the number uh, 205-476-2753. And that spells out 2054 Rourke. Go to our website. You know. You know. You know where to find us. Give us a five-star review on in wherever you're listening that would be awesome as well and don't fuck with us and give us a one-star review because <laughs> you're being assholes you i mean what? come we on we haven't really had people doing that so that's i know good. we haven't i'm just telling them <laughs> i'm just letting you guys know that's not cool that isn't cool if you think we're five stars give us five stars you know yes so um okay so i guess that's about it for yeah. this episode of podcast and death so for podcast and death this is aj This is Jen. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast and Death on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-476-2753. That spells out 205-4-ROURKE. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slouch at you.